Hi, Josh. What's up? This is another episode of a podcast about falling down and not getting back up. I'm your host, Spencer Shepard. And I'm Junk. And this is a very, very, very special episode uh, because for the <laughs> first time, Spencer and I are not in the same room together recording this. Yes, guys, we are following social distancing guidelines. And let me tell you why. It's because I've broken them. I... Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, why, why are we in the same room together recording the episode? Yeah, we are not in the same room recording this episode because I went on a Tinder date a couple, I think it was four or five days ago now. Um, and we are going to be responsible... And we're going to give it, uh, you know, the 10 or 14 days that are required to wait until symptoms occur before we reunite. So, <laughs> yeah, no. we're, we're actually going to, we're actually taking a different tack than Governor Inslee's plan. We aren't waiting 14 or 15 days. We're waiting however long it takes until symptoms occur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we may not see each other for years, but. Yeah, but we're waiting. <laughs> and when the symptoms occur, that when will come over. Um, how was your Tinder date? Uh, the Tinder date was good. Uh, we we went to this. They call it Linda's Tavern on Capitol Hill in Seattle. Not they. That's what it's called. Uh, and um, it is was it a, the what is Linda? Yeah, Linda's Tavern is a nice little, um, you know, it's like a, um, uh, what do they call it? One of the, like a gastro pub, like they've got good food and good drinks and it's, it looks a little bougie inside and the prices are maybe three or four dollars higher than you would assume to normally be paying. Um, yeah. But they, they got it set up nice. They got the booth set up so that you can like socially distance. Um, and uh, they were pretty accommodating um, you know, if you're thinking about like what's going on in the world, but, um, as of right now, nothing like that is going on now. There's no more dates. There's, there's no more restaurants that we're going out to. And there's no more Polish men, women. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now, so before this date, um, I showed <laughs> a picture of this girl to Spain and he was confused uh, about the gender of this person. Um, yeah, this woman, her name is Paula. She's from Poland and she pole dances uh, for fun. So I call her Triple P. Oh. And there's a good, there's a really good. <laughs> call her Triple P. Yeah, so Did I call her go... Triple P. I've only gone on one date with her. She's already got a nickname. It's Triple P. Um, Okay, so you and the Triple P went out, had Polish sausages at a place called Linda's, where they were only serving... Uh, they were, yeah, they were serving... They were only serving it, it, was, it was getting hot, 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 and all they had were juicy lawn ones. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Well, I'll say this. How has it been having this year or so, basically, I feel like almost, we're actually not quite there yet, but we're like maybe 10 months in or eight months in or nine months into a 
through a coronavirus quarantine in a sense? Like, how's it been as a single guy trying to maneuver through this year? Uh, it's been weird. It's been awfully weird. Um, it's basically been non-existent. Um, it's like, oh yeah, you can go on dating apps and do whatever the, the hell you want. But at the end of the day, like, I'm probably not going to meet up with any of these girls. One, because I'm living on an island that in and of itself, it's like a 20, 25 minute ferry ride away from the biggest city that we're close to. That causes an issue. And then mm -hmm. besides that, it's like, I'm- okay, I, didn't, I honestly didn't want the, the, to, yep. Well, uh, like, let's, let's get back on track here. Um, I have a, I have a, you have a joke of yours to read for the day. Yeah. Um, why don't you start with mine and then I'll go with yours. Yeah. This is a long one too. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, once again, you are, in case you're wondering what this is, this is the newest episode. We don't know if it's going to come out on say, YouTube. We might try to figure out a way to put this on YouTube, right? Because we're recording it like this. Yeah. Or we could do a little... Maybe not. Little However you're listening to it, there's a good way to be listening to it. Yeah. So, um, once again, I just want to say, because I, I sort of at times feel like I'm not sure if we're recording a podcast or we just hit record and like <laughs> 10 minutes have gone by. Did we do an introduction? Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Okay. Uh, we didn't do our normal freestyle because it's pretty hard to do in this scenario. Yeah. Um, I just want to... Well, we want to give a shout out to Triple P, and now we want to read some jokes. Um, a man walks into a bar with his dog and goes up to the bartender and says, I bet you $50 that my dog can talk. The bartender's laughing at the man. Ho, ho. Okay, you're on, pal. So the man asks his dog, what is on top of a house? And the dog replies back, woof. The man, satisfied with the dog, and says, there, my dog talked. The bartender then says, no, he didn't. He just barked. You owe me $50. That man gives the bartender $50 and storms out the bar. <laughs> the next day, the man comes back with the same dog and says to the bartender, okay, now I bet you $100 that my dog can talk. And the bartender laughs at him and says, okay, you're on. And the man then asks his dog, who is the greatest player ever, baseball player ever? And the dog replies, Ruth. And the man shouts at the bartender, there, my dog talked. He said, Ruth, babe, Ruth. The bartender replies back furiously, no, he didn't just, he just barked. You owe me $100. The man is disappointed. He gives the bartender $100 and walks out of the bar. While the man and dog were walking down the street, the dog goes up to the man and says, hey, you think I should have said Sammy Sosa? <laughs> That's pretty good, Josh. Yeah, thank you. All right. Pretty good. Okay, here we go, Spence Joke. I don't understand bachelorette parties where the women wear penises on their hats. You don't see bachelor parties with guys with clits on their hats. Then again, guys have never been good at finding the clit to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, yay, yay. 
All right. Um, yeah, what, what the hell is up, dude? Wanted to so, you, you call me to talk? Spit so, it out. so I called to talk and I got a question. Um, tell yeah. me one of your most memorable in-person sporting events or m- moments. Memorable, memorable in-person sporting and I guess, events. I guess it could also be if you've seen it on TV. It doesn't necessarily have to be in-person, but in-person preferred. Um, yeah, I, a few years ago, I'm glad I'm wearing my Mariners thing for this. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a good thing, just memorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, um, years ago, I don't remember how many years ago now, probably like four or five, um, when Felix Hernandez through his perfect game, I went to that game and I was there with my dad and um, my two younger brothers and my stepmom. And it was a really hot day and it was a midday game. And uh, God, I hope that they don't listen to this podcast, but I had especially my little brothers, dude, if they, if they, they can't listen to this, they're in high school. Like if they hear that I was like, I ate a brownie before the game started. Okay. Not just and a regular old brownie. Yeah. They, a little bit of that Hershey's extra, extra something. Um, and the, the game was really slow. It was against Tampa Bay Rays, and we weren't really scoring, and they weren't scoring either. And as the game went along, you realize, like, further and further into the game that he had a legitimate chance of, like, throwing a perfect game. And so, like, it was pretty epic because, like, I sort of, like, peaked at the point where everyone in the stadium realized, like, the tension was on. And there's a line drive foul ball that gets hit off of one of the raised batters. And I'm looking down at my food. I'm meeting with my dad and you just hear like crack. And so I like looked up and it's coming towards us. So I stand up and I reached out and the, it's like a line drive coming to me. Bare hand reached out to grab the ball. And it, I hold my hand out like this, and it hits in the middle of my hand and comes through on the backside. And this old woman behind me, I, like, scramble back to grab it. And this old woman behind me picks it up and throws it in her purse really quick and then, like, looks away as if, I, <laughs> as if nothing had happened. I almost broke my fucking hand for this ball. And the woman behind me was, like, this old um, – Wait, wait, wait. I, don't, I think the Queen of England. Was this a foul ball or was it in play? It was a foul ball. Okay, it was a foul ball. Okay. So, but it would have been a foul ball that I would have kept from Felix Fernandez's perfect game. You know, and there's only been like 26 perfect games in the whole history of Major League Baseball. So that would have been a pretty epic moment. Um, I also got to see that is kind of a tie with another Mariner moment. When I was a little kid, me and my mom, when we lived in Capitol Hill, drove sort of kind of like down towards um, 
for people that don't live here, Seattle is basically like there's the downtown and then it goes up a hill into Capitol Hill. Right. Like, and then there's sort of a hillside that runs down towards the, the uh, stadiums that we have downtown. And so we went into this random, we literally were driving around, listening to the radio, them talk about that family that blew up the, uh, the kingdom. Yeah. Cause that's what we went to see. So it was the kingdom exploded and we went into these people's random backyard and I got to just like, basically with a whole group of random people from Seattle that like no one knew each other. We just, just like stormed this guy's backyard because it basically had a view of the stadium. So it was like, this man, his family, and a bunch of random people on the street standing in his backyard watching the kingdom explode, which was a pretty cool moment and definitely something that I, uh, you know, it's a sporting moment that I'll remember forever. I think both those moments, part of the moment that was so cool were like the baseball game was I got to like watch a cool game with my dad. Yeah. And so it's always like nice to have this bonding moment with your dad over sports. And like, same with my mom, we watched this, like, it was sort of like, uh, you know, it's, because it was the end of the 90s, too, essentially, when the kingdom exploded. So uh, it, sort of, it sort of was like an end of an era, like a transition in time. Like we blew up the stadium and made way for the new shiny Safeco. And in with Safeco came more and more tech jobs. And now we have tech bros running around swiping their key cards up each other's anuses. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, Seattle used to be a place where we all just – uh, where there was only like a hundred thousand people and everybody just went to the kingdom during the spring and late fall. And now you got Amazon employees grabbing each other's asses up and down the street. And you can't even go to South Lake Union right. because, you know, you're going to get slapped on the face with somebody wearing Google glasses and they're looking through your clothes. They're looking at you naked yeah. on the street. Right. And it's like your technology right. is two decades ahead of me. And your mind right. is decades behind me. So you need to sit your ass down and stop gentrifying my city. All right. So um, Woo, that, was, yeah. that was hot. That was, that was exactly, uh, that was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think one of my um, favorite in-person sporting events was either the, uh, the 2005 Seahawks uh, divisional round playoff games against the Cowboys in which Tony mm. Romo famously uh, missed by didn't didn't Richard Sherman split him open like a a corn and sort of dr like drink his juices that he produces so Richard Sherman would have been in middle school at this time okay well that's a good time for him to be doing that to Tony Romo then yeah yeah but this was this was an this was a moment that like is well known by Seattle sports fans Basically, Tony Romo, starting QB of the opposite team, fumbles uh, the, the snap, yeah, the game-winning yeah. field goal, and Seahawks yeah. to win the game, which kind of prolongs the Cowboys forever being this, like, team of misery ever since ever since they were their heyday in the 90s. Yeah, we fucked up Tony Romo twice, though, We because that injured him, that play. Yeah. And then he went out and was injured going to the next season. And then later on, his last and final injury was the Seahawks in the preseason game when he did the same thing with basically like running for a slide and we fucked him up. I believe KJ Wright um, sucked the soul right out of him. <laughs> I do recall this. Um, another an, another favorite moment would have been uh, the, the last time that the Mariners were in the playoffs, which was the year 2001. 
uh, and we were playing the Yankees in the, uh, what was it, the ALCS or the NLCS? I don't remember even which division you're in. We're in, it's how much I pay attention to baseball. And I would have been like eight. And the old woman behind me uh, was really upset every single time I had to use the bathroom. And um, that stood out to me. But anyways, moving on. Okay, want to hear a good, want to hear a really good one? All right. Um, me, uh, Richard, Trevor, and Neil went to a baseball game in our really early 20s. Okay. And I was very drunk before going into the game and then managed to sneak, I believe, a 12-pack of, like, Rainier Tallboys basically, like, in my pants and, like, sort of around just, like, my orifice, right, into the stadium. <laughs> And the orifices been around. Oh, just so I'm running up the stairs as you first enter the stadium, and a beer falls out of my shorts because I like had it next to basically like my penis. I just like stuffed them down there in that direction and just sort of like tucked my shirt over, and it fell down out of my shorts and exploded on the steps. And the security guard was like, "Get that guy!" And so we ran up to our seats. We were like in the 300 section completely by ourselves. <laughs> All very, very turned up. So were they like, um, obviously, and, you guys are alone. We know it was We know it was you who just dropped that. Well, we, I, we took off basically until like the crowd of people. They didn't like do much more searching. Okay, okay. Um, so we got away. I basically went up to the 300 level, which is sort of like, that's sort of where they put the trash in the riffraff anyways. So they don't really care what happened right there. Yeah. Um, so we were up there and we were literally in a section by ourselves and this was when the Mariners were really 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 fucking bad which is every single season um, <laughs> and uh, we were watching the game and it's probably like the third inning and Richard's so fucked up and we're like high we are like for some reason decided to sit like at the top row of the stadium essentially <laughs> and Richard, you know how that you know Richard in his eye, like one eye goes one way, the other guy goes the other way. He's yeah. seen him like take me out to the ball game for the seventh inning stretch, but it's only the middle of the third inning. So yeah. Richard literally and guys, up. If wondering and, what if your listeners, if you don't know Richard and you're wondering what he looks like, imagine a more neurotic Ted Cruz. Literally, that's <laughs> very good. A more yeah. neurotic Ted Cruz. Actually, just imagine Ted. Cruz. <laughs> yeah maybe um i would say this last time i saw richard he was looking very trim and very i mean his eye was sort of wandering but he was looking trim and he was looking slim and he was looking I pretty have, damn good i haven't seen the man since uh 2012 or 2013 so you know I don't um so richard stands up and goes go mariners faces us right so he's the, the stadium is behind, the field is behind him, and he's standing facing towards us. He takes a step back and accidentally steps on the seat in the row behind him and goes tumbling over, like falling down row after row, bouncing off the seats. And the look in his eyes, he's, he's falling, is one of the funniest things I've ever seen because watching a lazy, like a lazy eyed person with fear in their one good eye, so it's like, one eye of fear just sort of bounding down the steps. 
And then he thought he broke his arm and we couldn't stop laughing. And Trevor's like, you have to quit laughing. And then took Richard off to a medical tent. <laughs> and ha- and did he, did he, emer- did he come out alive from the medical tent? Yeah, he came out totally fine. He actually ended up getting his feelings hurt in the medical tent, though. Oh, no. Because he was so fucked up, he started talking about um, proposing to this girl that he was dating at the time. And uh, was talking to the fire department about it. And they started basically laughing at him and telling him he was like too much of a child to be like getting married. And uh, Richard became very like distressed and emotionally unwell. <laughs> So while the arm might have been okay, the feelings sure weren't. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Well, so what's the deal with um? Who's your favorite um crazy? Who's your favorite crazy mom of all time? Um, my I have a lot of crazy moms that i uh check up check up on uh on facebook every now and then um but my favorite crazy mom god there's so many of them it's hard to choose um i think my favorite crazy mom was uh, a mom you don't know it was the mom of the uh the famed monster from orange county uh, that I that I, I I talked about in episode five. Um, Wait, is that the one you slept with? No, this was the mom of the okay. guy. Who... Let's move on quicker. Um, yeah. Well, didn't you have a story you want to tell today? Um. Yeah, I guess I. Or do. I mean, here's the other thing. If you don't want to tell it, I've got other I've got other things to talk about. I mean, I've got I've got a story that involves a sporting event and me being extremely intoxicated. We've done a couple of those, but yeah. you can do it. You can do your own one. I mean, I'll, I can just tell like kind of like a quick version, and then um, if you've got one that's better, then you can uh, hop in. Um, basically, uh, 2014 coming off of the Seahawks Super Bowl, I go to see the Seahawks play in San Diego against the Chargers. And uh, it was one of the hottest NFL games ever on record. The field uh, was about 112 degrees. So- And you were nowhere near that, but sure. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was actually actually very- Not a dip and dots machine. So I was actually only two rows up from the back of the back of the end zone. Uh, and uh, it was real hot. It was hot. Yeah. So I had probably half of a, uh, a fifth of fireball to drink going into this game. Um, let me tell you something. Fireball doesn't mix well with extreme heat. Let me tell you something. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna up that any fireball doesn't mix well with anything. <laughs> yeah, like no one's ever had a ton of fireball and then been like, God, that sure was tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that basically tasted like a cinnamon stick. Dumped in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I proceeded to like uh, be like close to overheating the whole game. I'm like talking to everybody around me, and they're sick of me by the end of the first half. Um, my shirt is off by the end of the first quarter. I'm with. Okay, are we talking about? Hold on. Are we talking about the? Are we talking about the Seahawks game or your last visit with your counselor? <laughs> Seahawks game, 2014, September. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, San Diego whipping that shirt is off you know hashtag PD Pablo shirt is off around my head whipping it around like a helicopter and uh-huh. uh, people are telling me to calm the hell down we're losing too we're not playing well <laughs> and also for some reason more than half of the stadium is in Seahawks gear this was also coming off of their Super Bowl and the Seahawks were like super popular back a lot they had a shitload of bandwagon fans so I guess it was also San Diego is a nice place to go for a vacation and also see your Hawks flock. Yeah, that's true. It's a good place to see the Hawks flock. So um, I basically then somehow uh, I'm with people that were more uh, coherent and sober than I was. Um, the driver of our party manages to take us back up to Orange County from San Diego. Um, that following morning, I'm supposed to go back home to Santa Barbara where I was living at the time, I, I was so deranged the next morning that I went to a bar that was right by the train station because I had about an hour to wait for my train. And I was like, oh, what the heck? I'll get a Bloody Mary, take it by the hair of the dog. And so I get my okay. Bloody We should also talk about the time that you literally had the hair of my dog. <laughs> yeah, so... I, I did a quick side note. I also a couple weekends ago, literally had a hair from my dog. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I drank the Bloody Mary, and then, uh, a tra- and then, uh, the the train was supposed to leave at like uh, twelve thirty, and it's like twelve twenty eight, and a train pulls up, and I immediately just grab my shit and I run to the platform, and I get on the train. And, uh, and I take a nap immediately when I get on the train and I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'll, I'll be in Santa Barbara in like two and a half hours. I'll wake up then. Um, and I pass out for a good 40 minutes and, uh, I wake up and they're like, we are now entering Oceanside, California. Oceanside, California is South. I'm supposed to be going North. I got on the wrong, wrong train. And they're like, we don't have any other trains like going where you need to go in the next like eight hours. So I. Josh, that yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So I literally, I napped at this fucking deserted train station in Oceanside, California. And was just like a complete degenerate, just completely hungover. I eventually was then hungover from the Bloody Mary that I had that was meant to be the hair of the dog. That now had me hungover. So now I needed a hair of the dog for the hair of the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, Spencer's got the dog that I took the hair of right in his hands. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And so I then I call, I basically begged my friends that I had gone to the game with to come get me. 
and they're like, okay, well, they, they had enough pity in their hearts to come and save me. So they came and got me and then I got on the train going the right way. Um, and then wow. I came back to Santa Barbara, had a girlfriend that had, was expecting me home like a day earlier or two days earlier. She gave Let's not me call that one a girlfriend. Let's not call that a girlfriend. That's a disservice to what girlfriends are. It's a, uh, an acquaintance that happened to be a girl. So it's an acquaintance that happened to be a girl and was more, was somewhere in between a mother and a sister to you. Yeah. More of a motherly figure. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's um, that is a story about falling down and not getting up. Essentially, I basically yeah, I, story I, about someone else literally dragging you behind them. You, yeah, I like those stories because it's you didn't do much to get back up. You literally just had someone come and pull, pull you by your yeah. pigtail. No, some. I mean, I begged and somebody pulled yeah. me out. <laughs> It was like I was down and I was just begging just to get a little bit of reprieve and I got it, but. Um, hey, um, yeah. I want to say this has been a pretty fun episode. Yeah, this has been good. All This, this has been good. Uh, you know, I may have to break social distancing more often so we can uh, do this kind of Zoom interview. Um, that's a joke that is not too funny, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. I want to do your, your joke that you did the other day. Hey, did you hear about Joe Biden? No. You know that he won, right? Yeah, he did win. So who's two? Yeah. I mean, if, if Joe won. Yeah, Joe's one. Joe won. Who's two? Who's Joe two? Now, that was a joke worth never retelling. Yeah. And with that, thank you everyone for listening to another week of an episode or a podcast about falling down and not getting back up to our fan base that is growing ever so slightly. We do appreciate all the listeners. Um, click the like button right here, right here, right here, right there. Like look smash up in our yeah. top, uh, corner right there, or it might be there or there or there. We're gonna start. We're also gonna start making tick. Me and Josh also. I don't know if you guys have heard of TikTok, but we're gonna start dancing on there. Um, it, uh, it's this app where young children um, try to do dances, and um, we're gonna be playing with children. Oh, oh. so <laughs> I mean, I, mean uh, I had heard a different version of that from you before. Um, but with that being said, thank you for tuning into another episode of. Uh, a podcast about falling down and not getting back up. I'm your host, Spencer Shepard. Join with me always, the delectable, delightful, and the right down doggy dig with it. Junk. <laughs> All right. Thank you, people. All right. Doodles.